We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 123 of Married Millennials. We are fresh off of what I would like to refer to as the purge. We got rid of so many clothes this weekend, you guys, and it was just, it was necessary. The purge is continuing. Joy and I touched on it a little bit, but we are trying to rid ourselves of everything in our life that is not purposeful. That's from our belongings, the people in our life, everything, (laughs) the food that we eat. Our belongings, people, that's like a really big jump. (laughs) That is is a big jump, but we're starting with belongings. But yeah, I think we've slowly have been more intentional with the people we hang around with, the time we spend with them. So it's not like, oh, we're just out here cutting people off like we're we're mean, but it's more so of just being very intentional and recognizing is everything in my life, again, from the, the possessions I own the food I eat, the liquids that I drink, the people that I talk to and engage with on a daily basis, the conversations I'm having, everything has to be intentional. And this weekend was a, a, is a very good start. I got rid of about half of my closet. I think I donated, what, 15 button-downs, about 11 pairs of slacks, at least 20 different T-shirts, about six pairs of shoes. Now all of the shoes I own, this is a big deal, all of the shoes I own are now in the house. I have, I do have two closets. They don't even understand why this is a big deal. This is a big deal because Justin had so many pairs of shoes that he had shoes in the garage, and he refused to get rid of them. Cause I, and I don't even think you thought you were going to wear them someday. They were just your shoes. Correct. So you just held on to them. Or I liked the shoe, but I was like, I don't want to get rid of them, so I'm going to just put them in the garage. So right. I literally, so I have the, the front closet. Both Joy and I have, have two closets. But mm-hmm. the front closet, I have all my dress shoes in. Yeah. And then the bedroom closet, which we share, I have my sneakers. Yeah. And then the rest I just had in the garage. We but each I brought have like a, every... a coat closet. I don't want people to think we have like two closets. No, yeah, it's not yeah. massive closets. Yeah, they yeah, are clo- yeah. coat closets. <laughs> But I'm just saying, I, I came in now, all the shoes I own, except for a pair of Tim's, obviously Tim's in LA make no sense, so those are in the garage, and then my golf shoes are in the garage. Yeah. Everything else is in my possession, and you guys know I like sneakers, so it's not like I'm going to stop getting shoes, but it's like as I get more, I'm going to then pass off what I don't wear anymore, or don't necessarily fit in the rotation any longer. Yeah. Just trying to keep it very concise and simple. Yeah. Feels real good. And I just, I literally, I didn't even, Justin was trying things on and saying like, do I want this anymore? Or like, am I going to wear this? I just, when, <laughs> my side of the closet was easy. I just went and snatched things off the hanger. I was like, I don't wear this. I don't wear this. I don't wear that. And so, and I always say like, I don't really have any clothes, but I had so many clothes. But the thing was, I wasn't really wearing the clothes because I didn't really like them. So I got rid of all those pieces. And the Marie Kondo method is, does this, does this item of clothing bring me joy? And if the answer is no, then get rid of it. And then also, you thank your your garment for riding through those times with you. <laughs> and uh, but you didn't get rid of your proposal shirt. No, I was I was yeah. close. Yeah. So I took out because it doesn't really fit. I've lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't look as good. I took out the the shirt, and I was I was honestly ready to give it away. Joy was the one who kind of convinced me to keep it. I didn't tell you to keep it, Joy. but I was just like, if Joy, you're on the Joy, fence. Joy, Joy, Joy. 
Joy is the reason why that shirt is still in my closet. Because I was ready to depart uh, well, with it. Well, then you can get rid and of it. She's like, oh, like that was the proposal shirt. I was like, you're right. But then I was like, but in my head, it. I was like, we have a lot of, I have a lot of great pictures in this shirt. Yeah. So I felt like the shirt is etched in memories like that'll last forever. But then I was like, well, maybe I can show our kids. Like, look, I proposed to your mom in this shirt. But I don't know if that's going to last longer. But as mm-hmm. I get more, things will, will move out. Like, it's nice that I can be able to open my side of the closet Bunch closed together and see everything that's in my closet. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. And you guys also have to understand that Joy is a recovering hoarder. Yes. So the fact that she was able to open her closet and literally snatch things off of hangers without second thought is bigger than my sneaker issue. Like, it was just, oh, okay, no, no, no. No, yeah, Justin no. was looking at me like I had two heads. Like, I pro- it, just- it, it, it probably <laughs> took me an hour and a half to go through my closet. It may have took Joy 30 minutes. Oh, it didn't even take me that long. I don't even, yeah, it may not even took that long. I, I think it was like 10 minutes. And then she's like, okay, I'm done. I was like, oh, wow. So, I mean, we're just, we're just making, making waves. Here's the thing. Holding on to things is, is a way of having a mentality of lack, right? It's a way of saying, well, I don't... I don't know if I'm going to need this item of clothing in the future and I don't know if I'll be in a position to get something else Mm. that's like this or, you know, or I might use it and I better hold on to what I've got. You just, you don't need to hold on. Release it, uh, embrace abundance in your future. You'll, You'll be able to get the thing in the future. It's okay. Yeah, and, and especially in the westernized societies, that consumerism is just so big. You guys, it's a disease. It our, really is. It is so big yeah. in our world, and we just accumulate stuff. And we just keep holding on to it, keep holding on to it. And then we look and we have things in our possessions for 5, 10, 15 years. There's still stuff in our garage right now that we brought over in our move in 2013. And we, we have, have not used it, and it's still sitting in it's our still garage. still in our garage. Why? And the thing is, I had a shirt from 2004. I went to New York in 2004, and H&M was a really big deal back then because we didn't have it on the West Coast. Oh. Yeah, so it was so like... So you're an OG H&M guy. Yeah, yeah, like that was like an original... Yeah, and I... I, I mean, an original H&M. <laughs> but it was like really exciting. Oh, H&M. So we went, and we, it was a big deal to go, and we, I got a couple of shirts, and that one survived since 2004. That was a 14-year-old shirt that I wasn't wearing anymore. I wear it occasionally, like, it's like why? Like why are we holding? But I don't on really like it, and it's tight. Like because you know, fourteen years old. Because it's fourteen years old. Yeah, like that's crazy. But like we're all guilty of it. Like all of us are guilty with doing it. So your task this week is to is to start purging. Yeah. And create abundance and whatever. That might make its way to the wellness challenge too. Oh, yeah. So if you need to amp up, <laughs> is is that just we're creating the abundance of the future, and in order to allow the abundance of the future to come in is like we have to let go of the past Mm -hmm. and I really am trying to let go of the past. It's like for all of our friends who come over to our space is you're going to come over one day and you're like, man, y'all really have nothing in here. And I was like, no, we have a lot in here but everything in here has a purpose purpose, and it's intentional and it's placing. Like everything. We just want to get to that point. I was actually telling my best friend yesterday and my sister I was like, I think in about a year and a half, I'm going to be a completely different person. And I was like, I might just be a hippie. Again, yeah. Like, legi- like legitimately, because I'm, I'm just becoming more clear of everything that's going on. And I was, I, I'm pretty sure I brought this up last week, but how I stopped wearing a watch. Mm-hmm. And it, this is another successful week of not wearing a watch. And I can confidently tell you that it's, it's mind-blowing the shift that it's made 
in just a short amount of time since I've been practicing this experiment. I'm a time freak. And I still can get on time. I can still be on time in the places we had an event this weekend that we'll talk about here shortly. And we were able to get there on time. But it was nice being at the event in the moment and had, didn't have a clue what time it was. Even yesterday when we were at the house chilling, walking around, took a walk around the neighborhood. I didn't have anything on. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, what time is it? I had no clue. And there's, yeah. there's a freedom of operating in a space where you're not constricted by time. You feel like you have more of it. Correct. Yeah. And, I, and I've been saying, like, oh, everything's got to be on time. It has to be on time. And it, was, and it goes back to something else I've, I've said is that the more you try to control, the least amount of control you actually have. Mm-hmm. And time, which I didn't even recognize, is that me wearing a watch was and constantly checking my for the time was me trying to control my space and time. Mm-hmm. And now that I have released that control, I am still getting whatever I need to be done in the same levels of efficiency. I've released control and I'm operating more efficiently. Let that sink in. So yeah, I'm, 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 I think I'm done wearing watches for a while. Which is also a big deal because when I met Justin, he was like team watch. Oh, I wore a watch. You're like, oh, I time. never, I, I wear a watch every day. I never go without it. And it was true. You never went without it. I don't know. This is, probably, this is probably the longest time I've ever gone yeah. without wearing a watch since I was probably in middle school. But then your wrists feel naked. No, they don't feel naked anymore. I'm, I, they're, they're used to it. They feel a little bit more, they're, they're lighter now. Yeah. But it's just a habit that I always had. And now that that habit is no longer there, I just feel more free. So like, yeah, I'm literally just, like if I just become a super hippie in the next two years... You Come on why. over to the light side. Yeah. I won't even call it the dark side. It's the no. light side. Yeah, I've been a hippie this whole time. Yes, so. you definitely have. Yeah. I, I have been a hippie who was trying to conform and then was like, oh, screw it. Like, after a while. But yeah, I like, I, yeah, I just, I, I've, I've always been this way, really. And, and now it's like I, I get people who can just live their life so freely. And I know we often look at people, and I used to, and I, used to be this person. I was like, how are you doing this? And you just live your life freely without any cares in the world. And there was an, I envied something about it. But it's like now what I've realized is all those people have done is have said hell with the nonsense mm-hmm. and I'm just going to go live freely. I'm going to live an experiential life. Instead of just allowing life to happen to me, I'm going to see what is yes. happening in life. And there's something so amazing and freeing about that. Like I'm very, very interested in being those parents who like, educate our kids around the world. Hey, you know, there's those yeah. families who give their kids world educations. Yeah. And they travel and they you know, they travel around, they may have an educator or one of the parents are an educator, or they bring an educator along with them to teach them the basics. Mm-hmm. But then you're experiencing your education, you're not just reading in books. Yeah. You're actually going in you're t- to see, yeah. well, this is where the Roman Empire was. This is the Greek Empire. You know, here's the World War One, World War Two. Well, here are the battlefields. Well, this mm-hmm. is what happened in the American Revolution, the Industrial Revolution. And you're going to see that, okay, here's the impact of slavery. Here are the actual plantations. Here are trees where our people were killed. Like being able to experience that, like here was the road Emmett Till actually died on. Like here was the balcony that MLK was, like to actually right. be there. I feel like and these not, aren't bright spots in history, no, but I understand what you're saying. No, they're, they're not necessarily yeah. bright spots in history, but if we look at our history, it's okay. there's not a lot I was thinking about of, Anne Frank's house. I was like, oh yeah, exactly. we should go to Amsterdam. But I'm saying like, imagine what you just read as a child you yeah. now got to experience in the flesh and be able yeah. to actually see it and feel it and be able to take the context of history and 
really be able to live it and feel it and experience it in a real way. Like right. I can only imagine when you get to college at 18 years old, the amount of perspective that you would have sitting in in that classroom. Oh, you've done the work at that point. Yeah. It's just like, like, yeah. Actually, Professor, I don't agree because if you went back here and you looked at the time of it and you right. probably speak six different languages, right. you have friends all over the world, like mm-hmm. you're good in every country and every continent. Like that's just, it's an amazing experience. So that's yeah. something I'm, I'm putting out there that I'm, I'm, I'm open to. I honestly really could see us being that family who's like, you know what, let's just get rid of all of our possessions and go. And just honestly, live. it's coming. What, one day, I, I just, yeah. Because the attachment is just... Slowly fading. Yeah. There is no Slowly attachment. Slowly fading. Things are just things. It's just experiences. And the experiences are irreplaceable. And we and there's things we've all known. Like Everybody knows that. We all yeah. know this, but it's like putting it into practice is the hardest thing. And that's almost like anything. We can sit here and say, but oh, I, I here are all like the steps, but then you have to mentally make the Things are easier to obtain, right? Oh, for sure. It's like, it's the lazy man's experience. It's like, okay, well, I want to experience happiness, so I'm going to buy this thing and then I'll get happiness. It's a f- short period of time. But but that's that's the thought behind it, as opposed to like I'm going to live a life full of happiness. You have to be intentional about that. You have to be conscious in order to live that way. And I think that um, for a lot of people, they just either don't know where to start, or maybe they don't have support. Like for us, it's easy because we're fueling one another. Definitely. But if you were like, well, I still want a lot of things, and I was out here trying to purge, that that would it's a conflict. Yeah, and that that's the difficult. the great thing about why I believe our marriage is so successful is that neither one of us are stubborn in our ways of thinking and acting. Is if one of us comes to the, to the other and says, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, and we provide the reasons behind it, oh, okay, I understand that. That makes sense. Let's try it. I very rarely even need reasoning because I just... I, I, <laughs> True. I don't. Like, you tell me, like, hey, I want to do this, and I'm like, okay, cool, that sounds great. Like, yeah, we're just both yeah. open to it. I think because of that, we've continued to, to grow and move at a pace and been able to to excel within our relationship yeah. because there hasn't been this constant fight is that we just enjoy living with each other and we enjoy experiencing it. And if it works for you, then it works for us and we just keep going. Yeah. And I think that's been the, the amazing part of it. So that's what we're just join join the light side. Right. As we say, join yeah. the light side, have fun. And another thing I ended up telling my parents about it because my mom really wants to travel more, but they never travel. And my parents are, are in their early 60s and it's like you're not getting any younger and it's not like your kids are dependent on you financially. You guys are probably making the most money you've made. You have the least amount of responsibilities in terms of your kids being there, but yet you're still staying in the house and watching TV and talking about things you want to do. And so I proposed to them, I said, I, I want you guys to each contribute $250 a month to a travel fund that you guys manage and once you see flight deals, my brother and I both are very much into finding deals when, when it comes to travel. He's better at it than I am. And because of that, he's traveled literally all over the world. And I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to get there. But I just told him, like, put, the, put $250 each a month away. That is $500 each month that you guys collectively put. That's $6,000 a year. So then when I send you a flight deal... And it's like, oh, you guys can go here. Or you have this thought, oh, I really want to go to Italy this summer. But like, oh, we don't have the money. And it's like, nah, we have thousands of dollars sitting in this account. We can go then, boom, pull the trigger, buy a flight. And then you wait a few months until you get your, your, 
your accommodations, and in that same time, you're still moving you're still, money over yeah. to that travel fund. So then when you get there, like literally your flights, your accommodations, and the fun you have mm-hmm. while on the trip can all be taken care of yeah. from that simple fund. Yeah, they don't have any dependents. They shouldn't have any additional expenses other than like their living expenses, but they're not, you know, they don't have to pay for basketball anymore or like just all or those extra groceries, groceries, groceries to feed us, the yeah. extracurricular like, activities. That money is there. Like, yeah. go, go live your best life, you guys. So that's what, that's what I, 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 I pitched to my parents. Excellent idea. They, they received it. Joy and I do the same thing. We have a travel fund that's built into our monthly budget. Yeah. It's like, okay, this line item moves. And then there are times like, man, how are we tight on the money? So it's like when I, I look at our yearly review is that we show more often that we're in the red, but we're really not in the red because no, the cash funds. is yeah. there. We have funds that move. So yeah. the money hasn't been spent. It's just been reallocated. Yeah, travel in a, fund, savings, in emergency funds. Yes. Like, yeah. So if I took all of that out, we would definitely be in the black. Where you are sometimes overspending, but it allows us to still stay on task and be able to travel. Like when we just saw a flight deal, Joy and I booked tickets to New York because I've always mm-hmm. wanted to see New York in the during Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah. It's been like my literally like my childhood dream since watching Home, Home Alone. Alone. Like I was like I We need to watch Home Alone again before we go. Correct. Yeah. I I just the, the Christmas tree and Rockefeller Center. It's like please let me experience that. And so finally, sure enough, Alaska had a had a flight deal. And we got two round trip tickets for less than five hundred bucks. Going to New York during Christmas time, I am so yes. excited. But it's like because of that, I didn't even have the trip on the money because yeah. I just pulled it from my travel fund and deposited it right into our account. And it's like the money was never right. spent. And side note, our New York fam, let us know if you'd like to see us, and we'll we'll, well figure we that out. We're gonna yeah, work yeah, on, yeah. on getting something squared away. We got a yeah. few months to make it happen. But there are boroughs in New York, so you need to figure out like the best That's true. place. It's like the LA world. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you're on the west side. It's ah, like, ooh, I can't make it. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. True. L.A. has boroughs. We talked about that. L.A. has unofficial boroughs. Yeah. People don't leave their little pockets. Well, there's the valley, the west side. Hollywood. Hollywood. Like the downtown, Echo Park, Silver Lake. Yeah. And then I feel like WeHo and Beverly Hills is doing its own thing, Correct. too. Correct. And I don't consider that the west side. I don't Even either. though that's, yeah. So there's, 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 there's boroughs. There yeah. are boroughs. We just have, yeah. we don't call them that here, but downtown. we definitely we have. I said downtown. Okay. Including the Silver Lake and Echo Park yeah. jam. It's, it's all different, but we're coming to New York, travel funds, join the light side, all of this good stuff. Just go unlock your best life. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, <laughs> you just reminded me. Yesterday, Justin and I both did a meditation. We did it separately. And there's a YouTube channel called Unlock Your Life. And Justin, how many did you say you're subscribed to? Four different meditation channels. I'm subscribed to two. But out of all the meditations, we both chose the same exact one. And it, bo- it pulled us both under. I was not. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and, and then also yesterday, I went and bought all the crystal br- bracelets. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm just ready to, to just fill my zen and yeah. channel all the positivity one of those bracelets in my life. I've been wanting yeah. them for a minute. Like before yeah. they got trendy. And I was like, I just don't know where to buy them. And my yeah. only thing with online shopping, I struggle with it still, is I like to feel the way things look on, I, I just like to touch them. I know you can return it, but I just think it's, it's I don't like the process of buying and then returning. It, it just seems like an inconvenience, so I'm not a big online shopper unless it's on Amazon. But I went and bought, what, seven different bracelets mm-hmm. yesterday, and I wore them all at the same time yesterday. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm getting way, I got a whole lot going <laughs> on right now. Yeah. Super sleepy, zinned out. But now I'm going to I'm gonna work on pairing them because wearing yeah. seven different bracelets at, bracelets at once it's a lot. is a, is it's a, a lot little of bit things much. happening. 
But it's, it's nice. And I think it's like as far as crystals go, because I think a lot of people think it could be hoopla, but you have to be clear in order to like use them. I think for us, because our diet's really clean and we basically only drink water. That sounds like we're bragging. We're not bragging. I'm just saying that our systems are really clean. So you can, you really can feel the energy of them. It's, it's a very fascinating experience. Very fascinating. And speaking of other interesting experiences, we were invited to be on a panel discussing monogamy, polyamory, and mental health. Even though mental health didn't really come up. No, it didn't. There was one question. Yeah, but it still was like... The panelists did a good job of making it mental health driven. Right. The question wasn't necessarily mental mental health health perspective, but we, we took it as a moment to be able to be like, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. I wish we would have... You know, really been able to dive, dive in. in. Yeah. But we were in a room full of black folks, and you know, room full of black folks are not going like, to willingly talk about mental health. Yeah. And the way they did what I liked about the event is when you checked in, you had to write down a question. Yeah. So everyone's questions were obviously talking about relationships. We as a culture can talk about that more comfortably than mental health. Right. That's very fair. So anyway, but there were a lot of questions. There weren't really even questions about monogamy specifically, but like you could tell a lot of questions were like, how do I do better with men? How do I do better with women? Um, and then the, the questions about polyamory though were the most fascinating. I feel like I learned. I learned a lot. Yeah. A I lot, a lot. A lot. And in the past, you know, we've been judgmental. In the, in the past, we've been like, I mean, if you want 100%. to be polyamorous, that's cool. But, like, it's whack, that's crazy, and it's weird. You know, that that was kind of the we, thing. We have an like, article. You could do we have it, a but blog on our website. You. I think that we wrote in, what, 2012 You didn't write it about polyamory. Somebody, Somebody commented it on a post, didn't it? And yeah. And then we went back and forth in the comment section. Yeah. And the, the, but the thing with this is I still stand by well I don't know what was said in the comments yeah. but but this person was mad that we were writing like about monogamy yeah and it was like well we're in a monogamous relationship it's so. our experience and then yeah. I told him I was like if that's you cool yeah but like I'm not gonna sit here and be convinced but I want to say in the past I was saying okay yeah cool but I wasn't like I wasn't uncool with it but I didn't understand it and I I really did I thought it was weird and so. You know, hearing it now, I understand. Like, it's just another way of experiencing relationships. I still feel like it's not for me. It's not for me, and it sounds exhausting. Frankly, I, it sounds very tiring. Very, very exhausting. When they were yeah. explaining it, there were three panelists who were polyamorous, yeah. and they're explaining their process and what it's like. I was like, Yo, this sounds harder than being just yeah. in a monogamous with each other. relationship. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm emotionally spent just listening to you. Yeah. Now, I can only imagine having to live through it. So it it was a very eye-opening and interesting conversation. And the thing that worked or helped us the best is we walked in there with no judgment. Yeah. And being able to receive those ideas and and walk through. I mean, the guy on the panelist had a shirt that said non-monogamous. And I was like, oh, this is dope. Like I was like, yo, that's a dope shirt. And I was excited to hear his perspective. And because you go in with no preconceived notions on individuals, we were able to have a truly open and honest dialogue that I feel everybody from the panelists to the those who the were in attendance mm-hmm. were able to receive a great message. Now, I know for sure, years ago, had I saw his shirt, I would have said, oh, this brother right here. And, yeah. we, and we wouldn't have been able to engage on a level because I would have had my wall up so tough. Yeah. But because my wall was completely down and I have done the work to get to the space of being open-minded and understanding that everyone's experiences are different. 
They just are. And it, and it, not and a, it's, it's not completely a, fine. It's not a right thing. It's not a wrong thing. Our experiences are different. And being able to meet people in an open place where we can come sit and just have dialogue, like imagine if the, the people who ran our country were able to do that same thing. It's like your, everyone's experiences are different, but we can come together and talk about our experiences and then come up with a collective solution. And sometimes there's no solutions. But we have a collective understanding. I think we'd be at a much better place as a society. But it's like for this weekend, we were in a space where we can just collectively understand each other without judgment. And we walked away all more fulfilled and more knowledgeable. Right. It's interesting because one of the points one of the gentlemen made who's in a polyamorous relationship was that he can be a lot. He's like, I know that I am a lot. And he had been in monogamous relationships in the past. And he said sometimes like he has you know, a, a girlfriend who works a nine to five or a partner, I think he calls him partner. Yeah, he calls him partner. So a partner who works a nine to five and then he has a partner with a, a less structured schedule. So he knows, but he needs to talk a lot. So like after a lecture or something, he really wants to dive in, you know, and have a very intellectual conversation about whatever it is he just experienced. And if the nine to five partner isn't available, instead of bothering her, he calls his... Uh, his other partner who's who has a flexible schedule and i just thought wow okay i get that and i used to joke to justin all the time i used to say i'm gonna i'm just gonna hang out with my other boyfriend you remember all that? the time you i used that. to say that so he just really put that into practice now i don't have the desire to really do that i do think like yeah that part of it sounds cool like oh, okay you just have someone else to call but for me like that's just a friend and then also um having to be emotionally available for multiple partners that was the most exhausting thing, yeah, in my opinion. I, I, oh, <laughs> uh, I just, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm really tired hearing about it. Yeah, one person is a lot. Like, one person is a lot. Like, I have to, you have to show up for people that you're in a relationship with all the Way time. Way differently than you have to do with your friends. Yeah, like, you, and, and it's, you're always on. Like, even if you're, if you're having an off day or not feeling, you can communicate about it. You can be like, yeah, today's just not the day. I'm not feeling great. But even then, you have to be considerate enough to say, I don't have it today. And even that sometimes feels like work. So, you know, to have to do that multiple times, or, or I don't know, can you just tell the other partner, like, could you spread the word? <laughs> <laughs> like, can you let them know that I'm just, uh, yeah. today's not the day? But yeah. yeah, I'm interested in how the communication goes. Like, do other partners talk to others? Well, it's from the way they were speaking, and I actually wanted to ask this question because it sounded like within They're the relationship. independent of each other? Yeah, like, you can have a partner together. Like, the three, like let's, say there's, let's say there's four people in this polyamorous relationship. Three of you can be in a relationship, but then, like, you can, it can be one person who just is in a relationship with somebody else, yeah. too. It did sound like that. The, yeah. There's a few different well, and structures. The, and they were saying that within polyamory, there's no one way to do it. Like, yes. every relationship is different. Yeah, it was, it was a very Oof. interesting, eye-opening conversation that I loved being a part of. We talk about relationships. Obviously, our perspective is the mon- monogamous point of view. That's our experience. That's what we live. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to speak on and share. But to be able to learn more about other ways of how approaching a, of relationships, other people, how people approach relationships, how yeah. they date, how they interact, it, it, it all helps. Yeah. Just form form your understanding and continue to grow and, and think. And it's the same way about religious ideas. Is right. Certain people grow up with d- different religious practices and they follow those religious practices and it's like the older you get, you may not convert to their religion, but you have more 
more understanding and appreciation about their differences or things that they do. Yeah. It's just like I feel like in our society we're we're bred to just strongly judge. dislike and judge anyone whose experiences, thoughts, and ideas and different th- are different than ours. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where did we get to that point? Of just, oh, you're not, you're not this religious belief? Well, yours is wrong. Well, it's taught. Like, so even within church, right? It's like if, the, if a person's not Christian, you either try to convert them or you just don't... Interact with them. Yeah. Like, you have to be evenly yoked. And I mean, that's really when it comes to a, a, a partner. But, but even still within your friendships. And I remember saying that to a friend when I was younger. I, she didn't... She was... I don't know. I think she experimented with a lot of religious religions. I think at the time she was maybe Buddhist. Uh, uh, and I said to her, like, you know, I just really want you to believe in God and Jesus because I don't want you to go to hell. And in my mind, I'm the, yeah, <laughs> like, crazy. crazy. And it's crazy that I said it. Yeah, now, like, knowing cr- me. That's crazy. But it's, it's fear-based thinking. I was scared, you know, for her soul because I think I had just gone to church, you know, probably that week before or something. And, and it was part of the message that, hey, you know, like, if people don't believe in God, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to say bye to them. Like, and so in my mind, I was just like, oh, but I really love my friend. So I went to her and was like, hey, so you should believe in this or like, you're going to be like burn in eternity and I don't want that for you. So, I mean, we were, we are taught that. That is what the church teaches. So I, uh, to say, where does it come from? I could tell you. Yeah, that's, that's just mind blowing. Yeah, that's exactly we what just approach We approach life with so much judgment and hate. Yeah. Yet if we approached it with the mindset of love and acceptance, like imagine what could be done. I I just we and, wouldn't be in we wouldn't be where we are now. No, at not all. at all. As a culture, as a society, mm-hmm. as a nation, as a world, we wouldn't be where we are. But it's like we just take so much of our I I, I don't know what it is, and I'm guilty. Like we've I've I've all been guilty, but I can confidently say since just this journey over the last two years. It really have just become more and more eye-opening. And it really started with us changing our diet. Like it, It's cool would have thought yeah. that by changing our diet, our whole perspective on life outside of just food would be completely different. And so it, in my head, how I'm thinking, like what else is connected? It's like you, you know, food... You know, your diet is connected to one, two, three, four, and five. It's like your religion is connected to one, two, three, four, and five. And it's like if you just disrupt one part of the chain, what domino effect does it have in a positive or negative way? So like it, to me, what was just more eye-opening is like we have all of these thoughts did not start until we changed our diet. I think that the food helped because we felt so much better. Like So because we were eating a specific way because it was a, a social norm to eat that way. It was like, okay, this is food. It's good for you. Eat it. And and it, because we changed our diet and, and it instantly felt better, also, yes, it clears your mind out, but it made us question, wait, what else are we just blindly accepting yeah, yeah. In, instead of seeing if there's another way that makes us feel better? And, and uh, that's kind of what where that started. And I think that's what made us look at consumerism. Like, wait, why am I buying these things? Like, you don't realize how much of your life you're living on autopilot. And there is an illusion that you're making decisions. But you're really just choosing between the two decisions provided for you. Like, do you want A or do you want B? When really, there's a whole alphabet. Like, go explore the rest of the alphabet. But most people are living off of A or B. That's it. That's that's the truth. 
I can't even follow up with that. When when bars get dropped like that, <laughs> you just have to allow the moment to be. And that is so accurate is that we're just living our lives with this one viewpoint and we think that we're being autonomous in our views and our decisions Mm -hmm. but it's like no you're actually just looking at this small portion of the spectrum when the spectrum is actually this long it's huge and we just think oh we're in control and that's why again how i feel with stop wearing the watches and getting rid of things that are unnecessary Mm -hmm. it's unlocking and forcing your brain to comprehend more Mm-hmm. And really look at everything in play and saying, does this make sense? Okay, it doesn't make sense. Why doesn't this make sense? Why are we doing this? And I, I got always equated, like the one thing that I picked up at a very, when I first started working, was the corporate structure and how it's just such an antiquated model. It's like, why do we have people coming to one building at a specific time and leaving all at the same time to get work done and then to come back and do it again? just over and over and over again when there are platforms and resources and tools and technology available that you can don't have to do that. completely change how this entire process is done. But we're not even going to question it. We're just going to continue to do what it's always been done. Yeah. And I think that's the, the, the trap that we fall in. And that's just one of many. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, okay, oh, I was done with the, the 9 to 5 in 2012. I was like, oh, no, this is, this is prison. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was like, I, I, can't, I can't do this. You it's were like, miserable. Oh, yeah. I have never felt your energy like that. I just, well, you're, what you're, you're, exchanging, you're just exchanging time for money. Mm-hmm. And, and those two are, are, are not mutually exclusive. No, they're not. They're not mutually exclusive, but we just keep continuing doing the dance and the shift, and then we never get to actually experience our life because we just continue to move here. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm just trying to be conscious of everything that I do and being more present and being more aware, but being more aware in a place that doesn't have judgment. It's just like, actually, this doesn't make sense. And here's why it doesn't make sense. And then let's talk about why it doesn't make sense and come up with a solution. But that, yeah, that's just been the the most interesting thing about this whole kind of two years or a year and a half. We haven't been two years on our, on our vegan trip, but I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm almost at two years. So I feel like my shift started. Oh no, that was no, yeah, it was no, February. No. February. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, fine, fine. It's only been a year and a half, but it's been a wonderful year and a half. And like you said, I don't know what the next year and a half is going to look like, but I'm open to it. We're just really open. We're hippies now, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, am I gonna? Have we labeled it that? Is that what no. we're, we're called? I, you know what's interesting? I, I wonder if someone who listened to our show starting in 2016 when we launched this podcast can clearly see, can the, see the, the transition or the growth. I, I would, I want to know if you guys hear it or has it been like, oh, it's just been like a subtle difference. It would be fun to go back and hear like, mm-hmm. just how we communicated, the things that bothered me that bothered us and we've just learned to kind of like, oh, it is what it is. Like emoji shrug. That's, that's, <laughs> I just feel like that's going to be my state of living. Like, what emoji is Justin? The emoji shrug. shrug. It's just like, yeah, I mean. I feel like you. I'm like the salsa dancer. That's like me as a person. Yeah, I'm, I'm emoji shrug. That, yeah. That's just, that, that's me. So every time you guys input that emoji, just know <laughs> that, that that's me working through you and your subconscious. Like, Jay, <laughs> I'm going to hit the Justin emoji. Yeah. So basically, if you want to be free, well, really meditate. I, I, no matter what your diet is, just meditate. That's the answer for that. I, I don't know. We're happy. Obviously, we're in a good place. And we just wanted to share that with you all. And if, you're, uh, if you've binge watched us or binge listened to us and you're finally caught up, thank you so much for binging us. 
Also, I want to mention that we're now on Spotify. Yes. I don't know if we've mentioned that on the no, show yet, we have we? Not. Yeah. Okay. We're on Spotify, people. So, you know, if you want to listen to us there, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, we're everywhere. We're very accessible. <laughs> we are super excited because what happened with the Spotify thing is there were certain people who launched podcasts at one point and then they automatically got put on Spotify. And then it's like, where are the OGs at? We're not on Spotify, so we just got confirmation this past week that we're on Spotify now. So it's Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever yeah. else you get your podcast information from. But we out here. So just know the Love Jays, the yeah. Love Jays crew is growing, and I'm excited about and talking about growth. Continuing on the, on the growth topic, Joy and I are planning a 30-year-of-life trip. Oh, yeah. And I cannot wait. So Joy and I both turn 30 next year. I turned 30 in February. February. You turned 30 in September, September of 2019. I'm not even 29 yeah, you're not yet. Even 29 <laughs> yet. We're already talking about your 30 yeah. year of life. But it's like in the spirit of, of doing more and experiencing more is we're going to send out basically to, to our friends and be like, hey, this is what we're planning on doing in the summer of 2019 at some point. And we're going to go to this location and we're just going to live our life. And the thing how we're going to do the trip. Is it's stressful to think about like trying to coordinate all of your friends together. But what we want to do is extend the invite to our friends. Say, here's the trip that we're planning on going. But it's like you don't have to. This is not going to be a group trip per se, where it's like we're going to all be together all the time. No. It's like you know you can have individualized groups or individualized trips. I know what Joy and I are going to want to do. It's probably going to be a lot different than what most of the people in attendance are going to want to do. So it's just being able to. We're all at the same resort. We're all here. We have a good time. And throughout the, the week, we have these touch points where we get together. Yeah, like maybe we're all going to go to the pool this evening. Yeah. Or we're all going to have dinner. We'll have some type of we're activity. We're all going to do a bonfire. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. But for the most part, it's like you're on your own. Yeah, Everyone's on vacation, but we're all celebrating our 30th year of life together. And well, some people won't some, be. Yeah. Some people won't be in yeah. there not turning 30. Some people already like will be in their 30s. You know, yeah. So it'll be a... It's it's our thirty year of life trip, yeah. but we're gonna send it out to to friends who want to come and participate in that trip. I'm really excited about it. Like it, it just feels it feels good. It's fun. I en- I ended up signing up for an online course that talks about how to plan a group travel trip because I want to make sure this is done correctly, like how to collect the funds yeah. and how to communicate and organize. So I'm serious about this. Yeah. So to our friends who listen to the show, you may be getting an email about the trip. And if you do, and if you think about it, you're excited, you, it's going to be summer 2019, so you have enough time mm. to plan and get your funds and your coin yeah. squared away. We just told you a little hack that I told my parents, 250 may be too much for you, but yeah. maybe whatever else you can do, also with the weekly wellness newsletter, if you have not subscribed, again, I don't know what you're doing with your life, <laughs> but Joy has a savings challenge that she does every single week and i think at the end of it you save what thirteen hundred dollars if you you keep it for all 52 weeks for those who started it in january one you save up to thirteen hundred extra dollars so imagine if you had that going on and then you had a separate travel fund going on it's like you just have thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars that are at your disposal now you just typically waste because like if you really think about like okay you throw away fifty dollars every week easily because it's there but if it's not in your account, then you don't spend it. And then you can come back, oh, shoot, I got $800. Baby, let's go on this trip. Let's have, let's have these experiences. Let's have this fun. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited about that. Insecure came back this past weekend, hyped about that. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Now that I'm working in a writer's room on a forthcoming TV show, I'm watching 
this season a lot differently because it's like I know what went into the creative process right. and developing that show and the characters. And now I have a greater appreciation for story that I never had before. Which I love. You know I love that. Like my, my ultimate dream is to be a novelist. So, And it's, it's a different structure, but the, it's a similar process as far as character development goes and, and uh, fleshing out you know, a plot and a story. Yeah, but what's been most interesting for me, I'm a nonfiction reader. I love nonfiction books, and I never really got into fiction because I always told Joy, I like to live in the real world. Like That was my, always my answer to why I read. But fiction is I, real. I know. Let, can I get my okay. thought out? Yeah, you know, get it you, out. You, you get cut, it out. You cut me get off before out. I can get, get my thought out. All right. So that used to always be my answer. But it's like now here I am watching this fictionalized show being built, put together, and the writers in this room are building these characters based on real life experiences and their own personal experiences. So it's like, yes, it's fiction in the sense that it's not a real reality, but it's nonfiction because the essence and the truth and the story that drive these characters are actually real. Yeah. So is fiction not fiction? It's art imitating life, imitating art, imitating life. Like yeah, it's a it's a it's a constant it's yeah. a constant and you know, back and yeah. forth. So that's what's been really interesting. Yeah. So I, I I just watched the first episode of Insecure with a completely different mindset yeah. from the opening scenes or the cuts. Okay, why are they in this? Because there's a lot of like there's a lot of thought. If you don't work in in the television or film industry, like we consume television we consume content just as consumers like okay it's in front of us and we take it for what it's worth some of us will go deeper in it but it's like i know the amount of thought that goes into each scene mm-hmm. the dialogue that is being spoke spoken mm-hmm. between both people or multiple people in a scene like all of that is mm-hmm. thought out and we just casually like oh yeah uh-huh, whatever but it's like there's a lot of thought that goes into it so yeah. i just have a far greater respect and understanding for those who create television shows and movies and write stories because it's like you had to really like think super critically on how you want to set this up or how do you want to portray it how do you make it believable and allow you know to 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 create emotions for the reader and the consumer Yeah, it's it's exciting. It's fun, like yeah. I enjoy just sitting in the writers' room. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these these characters become real. Yeah, that's what I used to say when I was writing, and I'm getting back to it. But the, whenever I read, even those people that I have written in the past are still very much alive in my head. They become real people, and they because they, they take on their own personalities. And even sometimes when you're writing, you're you'll try to be writing one way. And then it's like, this isn't something that this person would do. Or like you you want it to be something and the character, quote unquote, tells you, we're not crazy. But the character's like, no, actually, this is a decision I'm going to make. And you're like, okay. Like you just, like <laughs> it, it does, it becomes this living, breathing person uh, on paper. So, and I think those are the most powerful stories because you they, it translates. It translates very well. So even something as, uh, well, it's not simple, uh, as complex as Harry Potter, uh, there, there's a reason why that story resonated with so many people. She just created that. Like, yeah. Just mm, this idea is all in my head, and I'm going to create this world. Like, and now that world is at theme parks. and like, it, Yeah. It's, like just the, 
the power of the mind. But I could that, tell you. That just you, came in someone's head. I could tell you what a very Hermione thing to do is or what a very Harry thing to do, what a very Ron thing to do, what a very Neville thing to do. I could tell you, Luna, like I could tell you what a character would do in a situation. That's how powerful it is that I, as I, I'm not the author, Right? I'm not the author. I didn't create the story. But it's now enough of my own. I know these characters well enough to predict how they would handle a situation. Yeah, it's a trip. And that's fantasy. That's out, it's amazing. So yeah. I just hats off again to all the creators of not just Insecure, but to all the television writers, film creators, authors, poets, musicians, Justin, like I'm everything. Like, I'm just really sitting here thinking about like, what if we're just both writers? And in the end, what if like, it's just us and our laptops in a cafe, just like, what you working on? I do want to write something. I think we should co-write something. Joy is very, very good at descriptive writing and very vivid in her writing. I think I could conceptualize ideas that we could write together and the world can see. I think we should sit down and try to and try to write something. I'm together. down. We could be like Lisa Joy and her husband in Westworld. I'm like, oh, that's a husband and wife duo. Yes. We created that, and they're yes. out here clowning. Clowning. Okay, so let, yeah. let, let's chew on that. We need that's to go on, phase two. Yeah, that's phase two. We need to go on vacation and let that, yeah. and let those ideas come yeah. to see what that sounds I mean, that like. Has to be like, I mean, do you feel like that's during Love Days? You trying to do? Oh, Love Days is forever, so it's going to uh, yeah, be during Love right. Days. Right. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. There's no. And it's going to be produced by Love Jays? <laughs> right. Bars Love Jays Productions? Right. right. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. So we're coming up we're with story. We're taking over the world, you guys. We're, we're coming up us. with story. That's yes. what we're going to do. We gotta, like, again, we got to go on vacation. Though. Let our mind be clear. As our space becomes more clear, though, the idea could come right here. You know, I was just reading a book. It's called Rest, and it's about being intentional about the way that you you rest and it was saying about vacation like people think it's like the time you take it's more of how you use the time and actually they found after eight days they weren't really getting that much of a benefit from vacation interesting so like if you are on vacation and you're having experiences that are feeding you that's good that's that's great but if you're just like oh i just took days off of work but you're not being fed in any way that's not real like it's more about having active rest than it is sleeping gotcha yeah so we're gonna have some active rest yeah vacations are coming we got a vacation in november but sleep is excited about yeah new york coming up in december yeah we're gonna have this 30 year of life trip next year and then all these other opportunities that are going to come because people are going to want to work with us and we're going to be traveling the world, spreading the messages of love and marriage and the beauty of it all. I don't I want wait. a job title. I do. Who are we talking to? I was like, you don't even really, like, I don't know what I would call you. And I kind of want to be that way. Like, you just kind of do, like, you can't even label it because there's so much, but in a good way. And it's all done well. And it's not all happening at the same time. It's like, oh, yes, I've, I've done this or I do this. You just you know, have a name. Point. Yeah. Here's your it's name, like, oh, and that's a, it. There's no title. joy joint. Like, yeah. Like, that's pretty legit. Yeah. So we got to work on that. We got to like, work on, on not joint. having titles. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Justin. Yeah. And you know like, you know who Justin Riley <laughs> oh my God. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who Joy Riley is, yeah. and we just, that's it. Love goals. You. Yeah. Goals. What, what goals you got? What goals you got this week? Yeah. I want to know what goals you got. We laid out a lot for you yeah. in today's episode. We laid out a lot, but I yeah. want to make sure you come back next week. 
and tell us about the way you dominated this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this show on Apple Podcast and now Spotify. And if you are loving what you're hearing, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.